Chapter 63 of The Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas. The translator is unknown. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gail Timmerman Vaughan. Chapter 63 The Two Neighbors. Cagliostro recommended her using the greatest circumspection and, above all, not to make friends with her neighbors, but she did not feel disposed to relinquish the intercourse which she hoped for with her fair neighbor opposite. She, however, promised to obey him, but he was no sooner gone than she returned to her balcony, hoping to attract her attention again. Nor was she disappointed, for Jeanne, who was watching for her, acknowledged her with a bow and by kissing her hand. This went on for two days. Jeanne was ever ready to wave her a good morning, or an adieu, when she went out. Cagliostro, at his next visit, informed Oliva that an unknown person had paid a visit to her hotel. "'What do you mean?' cried Oliva. A very pretty and elegant lady presented herself here, and asked the servant, who inhabited this story, and wished to see you. I fear you are discovered. You must take care. The police have female spies, as well as male, and I warn you that if Monsieur de Cosna claims you, I cannot refuse to give you up. Oliva was not at all frightened. She recognized the portrait of her opposite neighbor, and felt delighted at this advance. But she dissembled with the Count, and said, Oh! I am not at all frightened. No one has seen me. She could not have met me. But she said a lady in these rooms. Well, I will be more careful than ever, and besides, this house is so impenetrable. Yes, without climbing the wall, which is not easy, or opening the little door with a key like mine, which I never lend, no one can come in, so I think you are safe. Oliva overwhelmed the Count with thanks and protestations. But at six o'clock the next morning, she was out in the balcony. She had not long to wait before Jeanne appeared, who, after looking cautiously up and down the street, and observing that all the doors and windows were still closed, and that everything was quiet, called across. "'I wish to pay you a visit, madame. Is it impossible to see you?' "'Alas, yes,' said Oliva. "'Can I send a letter?' "'Oh, no.' Jeanne, after a moment's thought, left her balcony, but soon returned with a crossbow, with which she shot a little wooden ball right through the open window of Oliva's room. Oliva picked it up and found wrapped around it the following note. You interest me, beautiful lady. I find you charming, and love you, having only seen you. Are you a prisoner? I vainly tried to obtain admission to you. Does the enchanter who guards you never let anyone approach you? Will you be my friend? If you cannot go out, you can at least write, and as I go out when I please, wait till you see me pass, and then throw out your answer. Tie a thread to your balcony and attach your note to it. I will take it off and fasten mine on, and in the dark no one will observe us. If your eyes have not deceived me, I count on a return of my affection and esteem, and between us we will outwit anyone. Friend, Oliva trembled with joy when she read this note. She replied as follows, I love you as you love me. I am a victim of the wickedness and cruelty of men, but he who keeps me here is a protector and not a tyrant. He comes to see me nearly every day. I will explain all this some day, but alas, I cannot go out. I am locked up. Oh, if I could but see you, there is so much that we cannot write, friend. Le Gay. Then when evening came, she let the thread fall over the balcony. Jean, who was below, caught it, and half an hour afterwards attached to it the following answer. You seem generally alone. How is your house secured? With a key? Who has this key? Could you not borrow or steal it? It would be no harm, 
but would procure us a few hours of liberty, or a few walks with a friend, who would console you for all your misfortune. Oliver devoured this eagerly. She had remarked that when the Count came in, he put down his lantern and the key on a chiffonier, so she prepared some wax to take the impression of the key at his first visit. This she accomplished without his once turning to look at her, and as soon as he was gone she put it into a little box and lowered it to Jean with a note. The next day she received the following answer. My dearest, tonight at eleven o'clock you will descend and unlock the door, when you will find yourself in the arms of your faithful friend. Oliver felt more charmed than with the most tender love letter that she had ever received. At the appointed time she went down and met Jeanne, who embraced her tenderly, and made her get into a carriage that waited a little way off. They remained out two hours, and parted with kisses and protestations of affection. Jeanne learned the name of Oliva's protector. She feared this man, and determined to preserve the most perfect mystery as to her plans. Oliva had confided everything to her about Beausire, the police, and all. Jeanne gave herself out for a young lady of rank, living here secretly, without the knowledge of her friends. One knew all, the other nothing. From this day then it was no longer necessary to throw out notes. Jeanne had her key, and carried off Oliva whenever she pleased. Monsieur de Cagliostro suspects nothing? She often asked Oliva. Oh, no, she would reply. I do not think he would believe it if I told him. A week passed thus. End of chapter 63